Hi, welcome to the Osteopathic Center podcast. This is the 15th, and I'm here with Dr. Morse today, and we're going to be talking about high ankle sprains. So, we're just going to jump right in. Okay, so we're going to show you two models here. One is a, a small foot model, and the other one we got a little bit longer uh, because we're going to have to show you some anatomy here. So, most people um, end up spraining their, their ankle at this low part, and that's the low ankle sprain. And so we, we see the same thing here, right there. But what we're talking about today is we get up into what we call the syndesmosis between two bones, and that's this. And there's also ligaments that attach these two bones. And again, it's right here and right in there. And it can carry up all the way through this area. And so it just depends on what kind of force uh, was actually uh, used in order to create the injury itself. Um, Dr. Morris, give your th uh, thoughts on the high ankle. So this is a very, very frustrating injury. This is not your traditional uh, ankle sprain. Traditional ankle sprain, you happen to step off a curb, it rolled out, not a big deal. Even if it's a grade two, maybe you're out, you know, two, three weeks a month at the most. High ankles are a special monster. Three weeks at a minimum, uh, much longer for grade twos. Grade threes almost always go to surgery. Uh, they are, these are very frustrating injuries, particularly because the person doesn't even want to put their foot on the ground. It is that painful. It is uncomfortable. Every time they, when you put your foot on the ground, the purpose of this ligament is to keep these two bones tight so that the ankle joint is tight. But what happens is when these are torn up, the bones, every time you put your foot down, the bones want to separate. And when that happens, the ankle joint can't accommodate that and they get a lot of pain. A lot of people will have bruising and then what we call the capsule down here. You can have other little ligaments, we'll, uh, injuries we'll talk about. This is pretty, uh, pretty much much more common in sports injuries. Not super common in everyday life, uh, but obviously can happen. Much more common in football than any, American football than any other sport. Um, uh, uh, several big name athletes that are usually very, very uh, injury averse they, they they don't get many injuries uh, when they get this they're shut down for a month two months lebron james has one right now that's how bad these injuries are is that is as athletic as someone is these can sh shut them down in their tracks because of how important this area is and how frustrating it is because it doesn't heal um so they're just when i hear it i'm like oh uh, yeah. Yeah, you're completely right. I mean, these can be very frustrating injuries, and so you know, the the typical rehab. I mean, I mean, at at the end of the day, it's a very variable um, situation as to how people and and sports players return. And so, if it's very mild, maybe out a couple of weeks. Um, if it's severe, we've seen people miss uh, three months. Yeah. So, and this gets into a little bit of um, what we see as. Uh, you know, we have our main injury uh, at, at the, uh, the sprain, but when it's really bad, we end up seeing other ligamentous structures torn, and that's when we, we start to see compounding factors, and that's what keeps people up for long periods of time. Now, um, you know, how do we treat this? You know, I'm going to let Dr. Morse uh, talk about the conservative ways to treat it, and then I'm going to talk about, you know, the regenerative ways that we can treat this and get people back on the field much more quickly than traditional. So um, these have predominantly three grades, one, two, three. 
Unlike the little lat lateral classic ankle sprain where grade ones most people play can even play on, they're just a little banged up, but they may miss a couple days. You know, uh, women maybe don't wear high heels for a couple weeks because they don't feel stable, but day-to-day -day life is pretty normal. A grade one high ankle is, is a minimum of three weeks up to four, um, and that's considered completely normal. And if people return too quickly, they will have a setback and they will likely go backwards and end up needing even more time out. That happens a lot. So uh, traditionally, you're gonna rest them, you're gonna ice them up. Uh, once they, all the swelling has decreased, they can finally put their foot down on the ground without any pain or with minimal pain, then they start strengthening up. One of the things that a lot of the athletes will tell me that who have suffered these, and unfortunately we've had several recently, is that they lose what we call proprioception in the foot. So when they close their eyes, they don't know which way their foot is, is facing because uh, of, of this injury, it just happens to correlate with that. So they really struggle with finding where their foot should be versus where it is, and that takes a long time to get back. Grade twos, uh, a lot of the times, they're gonna shut them down for probably three or four weeks. They may even consider some injections, which we'll talk about in a sec. Um, but uh, when you have that level of injury, there's usually other smaller injuries uh, that play a role because there's a lot of force involved in order to get that type of injury to that extent. Grade threes, uh, uh, that would basically mean that every, both uh, parts of the, of the ligament are completely torn in half uh, you may have several other areas. You may even have a fracture. Uh, at that point, they do something uh, that is almost always surgery, that they do something called a tightrope procedure, where they go in, they put a, almost like a piece of rope here and here, or depending on how bad it is, how high it is, and they will tighten it up and literally pull everything back together. If there's a fracture, obviously, they, they, that, that's a separate discussion. But those are months and months of rehab. These are awful injuries. Uh, so uh, the, the, the problem with even the milder ones is that you want to get back to normal, but you, the, the faster you go, the worse it becomes. You have to take it, you, your time with these, uh, unfortunately. Yep. Yeah, and, and so that's a traditional approach. So we can facilitate the healing with a regenerative approach. And so if we're using a, a stem cell treatment, again, uh, we've discussed stem cells in other, other podcasts, and, and uh, there are different... Um, different ways to get that and the term doesn't really mean what a lot of people thinks it means every day but we can use that kind of product we can use platelet-rich plasma or even prolotherapy and what we can do is actually regenerate the tissue so again what it is is this what we call syndesmosis it actually gets stretched apart and actually tears so now we have a lot of laxity every time you put weight on these two bones are coming apart and so the more weight you put on it the more activity you do you have a higher risk of actually letting that tear more and more um, so that's why rest is a big thing. So if you're an athlete, um, the time to do this is immediately uh, because we can go in and inject this syndesmosis, we can inject any kind of ligament injury and start healing immediately. Um, you know, some people want to be conservative and non-athletes, nobody, if, if you're not making your livelihood with your body, you know, we can give it time because maybe you do heal in a month, in two months. But if you want to heal quickly, we go ahead and inject this within days of the injury and we will see benefit and the healing response happen much more quickly and get somebody back on the field. We've had uh, two people in the clinic recently, um, you know, one was very severe injury, another one was a mild injury. And 
both individuals. One person was able to play after two weeks, another one was able to play, well, still hasn't played actually, and it's been three to four months. Um, but um, they both still have lingering effects. And so we were able to inject both of these individuals with the, a, a regenerative product. And that created less inflammation because we saw muscle inflammation that goes over top of the syndesmosis. And that's a, a very reactive thing to have happen when you have this weakness. And then was able to go down and inject the syndesmosis directly. And w within a week, that inflammation, pain, and limping went away. Um, the other individual had much more going on, tears, um, as well as a syndesmosis injury. So our best goal there is we're just trying to keep it as stable as possible and take away some of the inflammation. And we're still evaluating the, the progress, but um, the first individual is returned to full activity again. The second individual is uh, currently in the, um, in the healing phase of, of uh, our procedure. Yeah, th these, these are particularly, um, uh, even for the athlete or, or for anybody that happens to have this, uh, traditionally this would happen, uh, uh, basically, let's see if I can get this to roll. Traditionally these happen with this type of mechanism where someone will accidentally hit the back of their toe or some type of movement like this where someone lands on their heel and their toes are jammed in that causes uh, for, uh, this to, to, to basically rupture. Uh, there are a couple ways to do it. That's one of the common ways that I've seen it happen a lot. Um, and, and, and as I said, the issue with these is uh, you want to give it rest, but you also want to get back to normal and, and there's no happy medium. Um, and, and, and depending on what you do day to day, uh, you know, how high level your activities are will depend on how much you need to be able to move. And, and, and some of the high level athletes, they need to be able to turn on a dime and that is just not possible with a high ankle very quickly. Those are the ones that take months and months and months to return um, to, to, to finally get that, that final, oh yeah, I feel normal again. Uh, and then some guys never feel that because the, the tear is so bad that it will never, they'll never get it to heal without, without surgery or, or feeling like it's still a little loose. It still gives a little bit of play where I don't, I don't, I don't want it to, to move that much. So, I mean, the, the uh, not super commonly talked about because of that, but in general, very frustrating. So the next topic, you know, is really just, we're kind of summarizing up now, but we do need to talk about imaging a little bit. Um, MRI and x-rays are uh, the staples. X-rays looking for avulsion fractures or any type of fracture from the forceful injury that caused this. And then MRIs are able to show us the ligament tendon structures and the deep, uh, any deep inflammation associated with the syndesmosis. Um, now ultrasound we do utilize as an adjunct and, and one of our patients recently, we were able to see a lot of fluid inside the muscle uh, right around the syndesmosis area. So we, we can and try to use all of our skills when we're diagnosing this and of course physical exam is of utmost importance. And uh, really, you know, these are frustrating injuries and the quicker we can in, in treat these with regenerative injections, the faster an athlete can get on the field. And if you're just uh, somebody, weekend warrior, or just somebody who's um, chilling out of the house, if you wanna get better quicker, you start with regenerative injections, or you can delay um, and try to see if it'll heal on its own and do physical therapy. And if not, then we'll end up doing the injections. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I would add is 
um, if if you don't want to struggle for months and months and months or you're trying to get back to something very specific you know I had a, a gymnast who was struggling to stay on the beam because of high, high ankle that just never healed so it just took a little bit of a touch-up with an injection to finally get her able to, to, to feel her feet and her ankle so that she didn't have to constantly look down and actually could focus on what she was doing so sometimes it's uh, it's the subtle things that end up making the biggest difference. Uh, so frustrating injury, uh, not something you can return from a, to a, in a week or two. Uh, thankfully, not super common in everyday life. But at the same time, you want to take it seriously and you want to make sure, A, that there's no fractures, and then B, that you address it early on. Because if not, it will, it will take over your life and you will be dealing with it for months and months and months. So that will do it for this podcast. Uh, if you have any questions,